0: From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Alex Hoyer. Let's talk about Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt. The Republican handily beat Democrat Trudy Bush Valentine last Tuesday by more than 12 points. And now Eric Schmidt is headed to the U.S. Senate in January. Joining me now to talk about the path ahead for Schmidt is St. Louis Public Radio political correspondent Jason Rosenbaum. Jason, thanks for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: This will be the first time that Eric Schmidt is in the minority. Um, How do you think he's going to fare in D.C.?
1: It depends on what his attitude is. His soon-to-be predecessor, Roy Blunt, developed pretty close relationships with Democratic lawmakers, and that meant that he was able to do pretty major things while serving in the minority. In fact, Blunt and Michigan Senator Debbie Stabenow had for years been working on funding community mental health centers and that actually got put into legislation passed after the Uvalde shooting. And you know, that's one of the reasons Blunt voted for that. So Schmidt's relevancy in the US Senate is gonna pretty much be dependent, at least for the next two years, on how he builds bridges with Democrats.
0: And you mentioned uh, outgoing U.S. Senator Roy Blunt. Just yesterday, he voted in favor of a bill that would protect same-sex marriages and put that into federal law. Josh Hawley voted against that Missouri's uh, soon-to-be senior uh, senator. Um, Do you think we're going to see the same amount of bipartisanship from an Eric Schmidt that we did from a Roy Blunt?
1: If you watched his campaign, the answer would be no, because— Schmidt spent the last year and a half talking about how bad Joe Biden was and about how he wanted to take either a blowtorch or a sledgehammer to his agenda. But if you actually look back to what Eric Schmidt did as a state senator, the answer may actually be yes, because he did embark on a lot of public policy initiatives that he worked with Democrats on, whether it be um, requiring insurance companies to – Pay for certain autism therapies, are the municipal governance overhaul after the Ferguson unrest? It's just kind of an open question about which version of Eric Schmidt shows up to D.C. in 2023.
0: You spoke with former uh, state senator Scott Sifton, who was Schmidt's former Truman State University classmate. Um, And Sifton had noted how Schmidt is more outwardly conservative uh, than he actually potentially has to be because he needs to placate the GOP base. When somebody goes from bragging about how they're a, uh, you know, a kinder, gentler, milk toast moderate, and then turns around, and, and, and a month later <laughs> is going as hard, uh, to the right as they possibly can because that's where the base has gone. It doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. Um, and, 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 and it concerns me. I mean, uh, Robespierre in the French Revolution is, is credited with the quote, you know, I must follow the mob. I want to be its leader. Um, and, and that's no way to lead. That's former state senator uh, Scott Sifton talking about Eric Schmidt. What what do you hear in what Sifton says about um, his concerns about how uh, Eric Schmidt might legislate? I,
1: I think that he is concerned. This is a concern that's brought up all the time amongst Schmidt's detractors who've known him for a while, that, you know, what he is espousing publicly is not exactly what he actually believes. And they believe that his belief system is more in line with what he was like in the Missouri Senate than him running for statewide office. Now, Republicans will say that Eric Schmidt is just attentive to what people want. And Republicans have been winning statewide elections pretty regularly uh, since 2016. So they see criticisms like that and, and, and point to it in a couple of ways that, number one, politicians ch- uh, change directions all the time to deal with public sentiment and, and number two, that it just kind of showcases that Eric Schmidt is kind of has the pulse on what people want. Like when he went after schools with mass mandates, well, they would argue that that would be that was a pretty popular decision, given that he just won the Senate race by a pretty large margin.
0: Uh, I was going to bring that up later, but I I think one of the things that um, Eric Schmidt has been known for as Attorney General in Missouri is uh, suing uh, school districts for their mask mandates. Do do we know what will happen with those lawsuits now?
1: Well, I don't know if many school districts have mask mandates anymore. I mean, my school district, Maplewood, Richmond Heights, was probably one of the last school districts to require masks, and they don't anymore. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's really a ripe issue. It's it's a whole other story if maybe there's another variant that comes along that is highly infectious and school districts start bringing them back. That may be a decision for the next attorney general to make. Uh, Governor Parson, who is actually out of the country right now on a trade mission, has not announced who he's going to select for Schmidt's replacement, but that'll be a decision for Schmidt's successor.
0: Now, Schmidt's path to becoming a U.S. Senator isn't unusual for Missouri. Josh Hawley was the previous attorney general, and I know, and I know that, that that there have been others who have held state office who have gone on to be U.S. Senator. Can, can you just talk about uh, Schmidt's path
1: to the U.S. Senate? It was pretty meticulous. Like He started off as a Glendale alderman, and Glendale is a relatively small municipality in St. Louis County. He won his state Senate seat in 2008. And one of the long-running jokes I've made on Twitter is that his race was supposed to be a lot harder because Kevin Gunn, who is a former Webster Groves councilman and an aide to Richard Gephardt, was supposed to run against him. And it's very possible Kevin Gunn would have beat him in 2008 because 2008 was a really bad year for Republicans. But Kevin Gunn was appointed to the Public Service Commission by Matt Blunt. And then Eric Schmidt won his state Senate seat pretty easily and then didn't have a opponent in 2012. He won the state treasurer's office pretty easily and then was appointed to attorney general and then won a full term pretty easily. So this was actually, I think, his first election where his pathway was not that clear. He had to go through a Republican primary. And even though he beat Trudy Bush Valentine pretty handily, Trudy Bush Valentine spent millions of dollars against him. This was definitely a new experience compared to what Schmidt had been doing in running for his other offices.
0: And, and there had also been a lot of concern in uh, the Missouri GOP about Eric Greitens, the former governor, potentially winning. And uh, we, we saw John Wood uh, launch an independent campaign only to um, abandon that campaign when Eric Schmidt emerged as as the nominee. And so it sounds like, um, at, at least with the party, Eric Schmidt was a better choice.
1: Um, it remains to be seen. I think it's an interesting thought experiment to see what would have happened if Greitens would have won that primary. I'm not convinced he would have lost the general election, but I think it would have been a lot closer, and I think it would have been a money pit. And that's why I find it uh, interesting that both Schmidt and Josh Hawley voted against Mitch McConnell, reportedly, because Mitch McConnell's political organization spent, I think, over $6 million on really damaging ads that ended up destroying Eric Greitens' campaign. And because Donald Trump said he wasn't going to in- endorse Vicky Hartzler, you could say Mitch McConnell was instrumental in making sure Eric Schmidt was a U.S. senator. And it'll be uh, worth watching to see if there's any repercussions for Schmidt for not supporting him for minority leader. Uh,
0: that's something I've been wondering about, too. During the primary campaign, Schmidt told reporters, quote, Mitch McConnell hasn't endorsed me and I don't endorse him for leadership. Um you said it's it's yet to be seen how how that'll play out, but uh, a a junior senator, a, a first time U.S. senator, uh, bucking the party leadership. How how
1: might that play out? It could result in him getting less than favorable committee assignments. It could mean that uh, he's not going to be given priority with legislation. Um, It's definitely a departure. Not only was Roy Blunt close with Mitch McConnell, but Roy Blunt's predecessor, Kit Bond, was actually pretty close with Mitch McConnell, too. In fact, I was re-listening to a 2015 episode of Politically Speaking with Bond, and Bond was talking about how he talked with Mitch McConnell all the time after he left the Senate because they came in to the Senate at the same time. So the fact that neither Missouri senators are close with uh, Mitch McConnell is A a departure from recent precedent.
0: Eric Schmidt hasn't done many interviews and and you haven't been able to talk with him recently uh, one-on-one, but let's take a listen to what he had to say after his election victory last Tuesday.
1: Um, I think there's a couple things. Obviously, we need to get spending under control. Um, I think we need a balanced budget amendment. Um, I think we need to open up energy production. We ought to put some of those bills on Joe Biden's desk. I think taking on the broader administrative state, asking a lot of tough questions, the, the idea that the Department of Justice has been weaponized to go after parents uh, is ridiculous. Uh, and I think taking on big tech, joining Senator Hawley in that fight. I mean, certainly the lawsuit we have right now, uncovering the collusion between government and big tech is very dangerous. And I don't care what your political stripe is, uh, Republican or Democrat, that ought to sh- uh, send chills down everybody's spine that that people could be censored by the government.
0: That's U.S. Senator-elect Eric Schmidt after his election last Tuesday. I'm talking with Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Publ- Public Radio political correspondent, about uh, Schmidt's road to the U.S. Senate. Uh, he will become a U.S. Senator in January. Jason, what do you hear uh, in there from Schmidt ab- about what his priorities might be uh, when he is in Congress? I,
1: I wouldn't say it was super specific, um, like trying to pare down federal spending is, is kind of a, a, a common Republican theme, as is boosting energy production. I've been hearing that for a long time. Um, what's notable is, is, you know, him wanting to be more sc- scrupulous of big technology companies
0: which as the clip mentioned is something that Josh Hawley is is very passionate about has has written a book about it.
1: Yes, and my question is and maybe this is kind of close to to my heart because I use Twitter almost obsessively, are Republicans going to, you know, put a scrupulous eye at what's going on with Twitter now and Elon Musk and the fact that he is basically selling verifications that are being used to launch fake accounts that are causing companies like Eli Lilly to lose millions, if not small billions of dollars? Are they not going to focus on that because Elon Musk is a conservative? I think that's an interesting question. and It'll be interesting to see because Democrats are going to be in control of the Senate and they're going to be leading committee hearings on things like must purchase and takeover of Twitter, whether republicans like schmidt and holly are going to run interference for musk or whether they're also going to be critical of how he's running the company
0: it is an interesting question and i know that there are a lot of people that say you know there's a relatively small amount of the population on twitter but uh... with the way that politicians interact and they make statements it it really does matter and as you pointed out the eli Lilly incident last week uh... there there was this basically a fake quote-unquote verified account that had said insulin is now free and Eli Lilly's uh, stock price uh, went down quite a bit
1: and there was another instance which I pointed out on Saturday where this fake account that is like impersonating a reputable election watcher named Dave Wasserman it was on the top of the trending topics of the Nevada Senate race and that fake account called the Senate race before it was actually called and I I pointed this out and it like got, hundreds of retweets Mm -hmm. about how people were concerned about it. And this was not me, like, criticizing conservatives. This was actually me defending a Republican, Adam Laxalt, who had not lost yet. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Elon Musk fired all the people that are in charge of monitoring these pages, I think, is really troubling. And it's a reason why people like me, who have blue check marks next to my name and use Twitter all the time... Are concerned about how this guy is, is running the company. It will be interesting to see if Schmidt and Holly feel the same way. Indeed. Um, finally, Jason,
0: uh, former President Trump announced uh, earlier this week that he will seek another term uh, in the White House. And uh, one of the apt uh, things that I thought that NPR national political correspondent Mara Liason said um, after the midterms was that Trump might not be the quote unquote 800 pound gorilla in the room, but he might be the 700 pound Gorilla in the room. Uh, Schmidt trumpeted that he had gotten um, uh, Donald Trump's endorsement. How do you think uh, Schmidt might uh, communicate about former President Donald Trump?
1: He's not saying much right now. And in fact, no Republican member of the Missouri delegation has said that they were, are going to endorse the former president's third bid for office, which I find astonishing, because Trump has been so good for Missouri Republicans. Because he's won the state by double digits, it means people like Schmidt have been able to win statewide office pretty easily. I think that there is definitely a feeling that Trump can't win, that he's too alienating of suburban voters, and they see somebody like Florida Governor Ron DeSantis as a better option. I'll be interested to see which side Schmidt chooses.
0: Jason Rosenbaum is a political correspondent for St. Louis Public Radio. You can read his latest story about U.S. Senator-elect Eric Schmidt at stlpr.org. It's titled, Eric Schmidt won his U.S. Senate race but could face a rocky road with Democratic majority. Jason, thanks for being here. Thank you. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here.